Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Respective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, and we will tell you all about them later. For right now, I am joined by Games Boss at Giant Space Caprion. Wu. How you doing, Bree? I'm feeling it, Steve. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's Hanukkah. Hanukkah season is finally here. I'm so excited. I'm pumped for it. You, you know you missed Hanukkah, right? Oh. <laughs> You're a few days too I wasn't going to say anything. It's not, it's not now? No. It, it ended like a week yeah. ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But we can still light things oh. on fire. I mean, there that's always the season to light things on fire, just not, you know, ritually. I I so I hate Christmas. I just don't like Christmas. But I feel like I feel like Hanukkah is like anti-establishment. Like this is the holiday I can get on board with. So I think this should be our big Hanukkah show tonight. Okay. Even though I don't know anything about like Judaism or Hanukkah. Well, but that's I think why we, we should a good do Hanukkah it. show so we can like promote. Yeah. 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 We'll yeah. we'll light we'll light things on fire and then we'll fry things in oil and eat donuts. So if I celebrate Hanukkah, will you give me presents? Um, yes, but only for the nights that have not yet passed. Okay. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. I'm find. I'm going to find a Hanukkah game that, that I'm going to have for my game that I'm playing. See, see the, the, the problem, the problem with having eight nights of presence is that the, you start running out of ideas after a while and they just kind of yeah. get progressively worse. As the days go on. And you just start trying to find anything that's in the basement to give to the kids because you need to give them something. And it starts getting sad. Yeah. So eventually you're giving them like, you know, Mega Man memorabilia or, you know, anything by Nintendo. We gave them sheets one night. No joke. So it's... They were actually (laughs) happy with it. But that was... Yeah. Well, they had, you know, characters on them that they like, so... I can't believe Ali Kazmu has in the chat room. I'm just saying, hi, Ali! That voice that you hear also on our Hanukkah Spectacular is uh, is, is, psycho, is a psychotherapist and senior editor at iamore.com and uh, Hanukkah specialist, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy searching for a good Hanukkah game. Yeah. <laughs> good good luck Georgia, to you. Georgia, what are you getting me for Hanukkah this year? Candles. I, I, what, do I, what do I need candles for? You get that's what you that way that you can put it down in when you you're starting a menorah you can have like the candles. For See, it. I, I think that Bree's gonna have to do it hardcore and actually have a menorah that has the oil that you just light on fire. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, my parents actually had one of those. I don't think we ever used it though because I think we were afraid of setting the whole house on fire. Oh, you have to do you, you have to get that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Can I have Frank make a flamethrower menorah? Can oh my god. That? I would I would love that. If Frank made like a a menorah out of like nine flamethrowers, that would be fantastic. This is what I'm going to do, Steve. I'm going to hook up my flamethrower menorah to the front of my Honda Accord. That's like a hood ornament that I'm just going to be rolling down the street in Boston oh my with God. my windows down, listening to Justin Bieber, because that's how I roll. I, I, I don't. Does Justin Bieber have a Hanukkah album? I think he needs one. I probably <laughs> love Justin Bieber. Big fan. Uh, so we are also joined uh, for the second week in a row by uh, by senior editor at Newsy and repeat masochist, <laughs> uh, Micah Sargent. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Hello, my pandamigos. How are you all tonight? <laughs> are, are you in the Hanukkah spirit? Uh, you know what? I am so in the Hanukkah spirit because, look, uh, I 
I want to know more. Um, I, I know about the, the miracle. I actually did some reading um, uh, about the Hanukkah miracle uh, around which the, the candle lighting is based. Um, but I'm, I'm curious what else, you know, I hope you're going to throw in some little tidbits tonight as we continue to uh, talk about, you know, games, which we always eventually get to. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm curious what you got for us. What's, what's the Hanukkah miracle? So the the story of okay we're gonna get we're gonna get some education now. So the, okay. the story yeah, okay. the story of Hanukkah is that there was a a war in Israel and the Greeks had taken over Israel or Canaan. I guess at the, I don't know if it was Canaan or Judea. I don't know what the name of it was back then, but they took it over and they they desecrated the temple and then the Maccabees rose up and uh, and defeated them and kicked them out of the temple and then. The Greeks had desecrated it, so as they were trying to get everything cleaned up, they were trying. There's a, there's a in every synagogue and and in the temple back then. There's like the eternal flame, which is supposed to be burning all the time, and they had enough oil to keep the the eternal flame going for one day. And the miracle was that it lasted eight, which is why it lasts eight days. And then you light successively more candles or flamethrowers every night of the of the holiday. Is that what the Tiffany song was about in the eighties? Uh, yes, that's exactly what, that was. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, the only Hanukkah song in existence. Oh, okay, good. There's, I have that's a little drainal and Tiffany's Eternal Flame. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I know about I, I remember from Bible, like you know, because I went to a hyper religious uh, Christian indoctrination school, and like you know, the Canaanites they were like over six feet tall, all of them. They were giants. So I don't know. That's pretty cool. I'm six feet tall. You really are. She's like six yeah. feet tall. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you are actually She's a Canaanite. Giant. You are a That's Canaanite IR- IRL. So it there you could go. Be, it could have happened. <laughs> all right. So should we should we talk about video games, do you think? No. 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 no I didn't prepare at all. I was filibustering as long as I could. Today, okay. So, well, I think yeah. this is also – we're going to talk about Destiny, so I think you'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> and she's oh my on board. God. <laughs> Mike, Mike, have you played Destiny yet? No, I know oh. you've been. I know you've been hyping it so much, and I, I always am like, okay, this is this is the time. Now is the time, uh, but but not yet. So maybe today you will convince me that it's finally time to sit down and, and make this happen. You need to. You need to. So like the thing. I, let me ask you this: Do you like very repetitive gameplay that <laughs> doesn't really give you anything new? Uh, actually, I think we've talked about this before, and no, I do not like oh. really repetitive gameplay that doesn't give me anything oh. new. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you like companies slowly losing their <laughs> ethics and starting to pay player like require pay, pay players to like give money to get progression? Do you like that kind of business model? <laughs> uh well, uh, I'm conflicted here because I know a certain someone who likes uh, uh, a little game called Candy Crush that involves something uh-huh. along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. maybe I shouldn't say I, I, I can't answer yes or no with that one. Okay. That hurt. Okay. That hurt. Yeah. About that one. So, all right. All right. Yeah. So, so I guess we could talk about the latest. It seems like every six months there's like some sort of an uproar in the Destiny community. So this is the the latest one. So there's been. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they introduced the Sparrow Racing League, which is – the Sparrows are like these hover bikes that they have in the game. And they introduced a new mode that would basically allow racing uh, with those. 
and there were a couple of tracks and you could just go in and, and do a race and you would get you could get some special emotes and you could buy some different microtransactions that they introduced specifically for the Spower Racing League. And this this started to kick off a little bit of grumbling in the Destiny community because the I I get and Bree you can correct me on this because I don't remember year one as well as you probably do, but there were like two mini expansions before the Taken King that came like every like four months or so. Yeah. And there haven't been one of those yet. There's been, there was a mini event around Halloween. Yeah, but that was just some mass and stuff like that. Like that was, it was very minimal. Um, You know, Taken King, when it came out, they were like, yeah, this is going to last a long time. And it justified the, uh, you know, the higher price of it. And people are still finding secrets in it to this day. So, yeah. So, and then this, this event is like the next thing, but they haven't come close to announcing any sort of additional content or anything like that that's going to be more substantial. And these, both of these events have revolved around uh, selling microtransactions for, for different emotes in the game and yep. different cosmetic things that you can buy that don't really affect gameplay. And I think they said that they weren't going to be doing any selling anything that would uh, be like a pay to win type of thing. And then this but week they are, <laughs> but they are because they lied. They lied. Because all so of betrayed. a sudden this week, uh, a, an item showed up on the PSN and the Xbox store that is a thirty dollar level boost that will boost one character up to level twenty five, which is the beginning of what the minimum level that you have to be to, to start the Taken King content. And one of these already came with the Taken King when you bought the expansion, but this is another additional level boost for a fairly significant amount of money, uh, like half the price of, of the game itself, in order to bring you up to that level. So b- before we get into the uproar, Brie, I want to ask you, like, what's who who is this for? Because as far as I understand, like, if you're getting a character up to the beginning with taking King. Is there mm-hmm. a lot of demand to be running multiple characters in destiny? No. Well, I mean, a lot of hardcore destiny players definitely do, uh, basically max out a character, which each of the three classes, you know, Hunter, Titan, and, um, uh, whatever the other one is wizard, warlock. um, warlock. Yeah, that's it. Um, so some people do that definitely, um, but that tends to be people that are like super, 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 super hardcore. And honestly, like getting a player to level 20, like there are people like you could do that. I've seen cheats to get you to do that in like, you know, six, seven hours. So it's really you're getting very, very little for the the $30 here because it's not going to raise your light level up to a higher um, level. The really big problem is, you know, getting good at Destiny is all about learning the maps and learning the weapons and really learning how the game works. And, like, you're just not going to have that knowledge if you were to, like, leap into the game and, you know, buy this and try to skip everything. So, um, you know, it's really not as bad as some people are saying, but it does bode poorly for, you know, the long-time um, health of this franchise. You know, they, they said right off the bat that they wanted Destiny to be around uh, for a decade. And, you know, they've definitely made changes in year two that, uh, you know, like the Taken King has a lot of content that really speaks well for the future of the game. Um, but if they're going to turn it into this, like, pay-to-win kind of thing, um, it's really, really, it's, it, it's threatening the game itself. And what bothers me is that that happens to the people that are the that really love the game the most. You're going to feel obliged to pay for it. 
Because then you're not going to get all of the, the, you know, use case out of the game that you already love. Right. And so, you know, it's just their way of squeezing more money out of people. Well, I think it, it does. It The problem is as Destiny gets older and older, right, like next year is going to be year three. So are you really going to expect new players to come in and like grind through all the year one content, then do all the year two content? I mean, we're going to have to have shortcuts at some point to kind of get people up to speed. And I think this is kind of um, the way that that works. And it's worth saying, like, you're not going to be able to buy this and be super competitive in Destiny. Your light level is still going to suck. You're not going to have really great weapons. You're not going to have exotics. Um, and more importantly, you're not going to know how the game works. Okay. So, you know, it is it is solving a, long, a, a serious problem, which is, you know, it's going to be harder and harder for new people to get into Destiny. But um, I don't know. It's you, you see them introducing microtransactions in a way that is it's troubling, right? So at first they've done it for emotes. So I can pay some money and go get some points and, and get some emotes. And the emote I use is like, booyah! So, like, when I'm super excited, <laughs> it does that. And, like, that's worth a dollar to me to be able to, you know, yeah, booyah! No, I totally hear you. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I can't just go, what's, like... What's Frank's emote? Uh, Frank can't play Destiny. Okay. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I don't understand how he can't play Destiny and he can, like, solo horde mode that's designed for four people in Gears of War and, Frank like... soloed horde mode and got up to level 38 while I was in San Francisco last yeah. week. Like, that's how ridiculous he is about that game. So, um, I guess, yeah, the problem is you're really going up against something you touched on, Georgia. It's like making the people that are really, really, really hardcore into Destiny, like, making them feel like their accomplishments are less so. Right. Yeah. Um, but there is going to be a point where they are going to have to like shortcut this and like get someone up to speed in like, you know, 30, 40 hours. Right. So I don't know. I think it's 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 tough. This this really seems like you know as you're trying to convince me to play this game. Uh, although I don't I don't know if I'm wanting to now based on what you've just said. But uh, you know if I were to join this game at this point, how do I get caught up? And this does seem like a way for the company to squeeze out some more money as it continues to work on future renditions. And so you know new players come in, and, and the only way to like get them on the platform is like, well, if we want to get caught up with all of the players who are playing right now then we have to take a lot of time to do that. Why would I do that when I can just wait for the next thing? And so it seems to me that, yes, this is a good way to do that. But the problem with that is like, I don't know, any game I've ever played where I have taken my time and gone through the entire game um, and and really spent my time and, and leveled up my character and, uh, you know, tried to make something out of it, there's more of a connection there. Uh, I can remember that there was this really ridiculous uh, game on, on iOS, and it was, I think it's called like... Oh, goodness. It's a ninja game, but you pretty much just play with this little nin- ninja, like Funky Ninja or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Ninja ninja Town or something like that? Yeah, and yeah. I can't remember exactly what is it is. Is it the one but... where you're still like, jumping between trees or something like that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just kind of like walk around it. it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And with that game, you know, I ended up spending, it's ridiculous, but I ended up spending like 
20 bucks on that game and I could care less about it because all I was doing was paying to level up my character so that I could do more stupid stuff in the game. And it, it didn't, it didn't amount to anything. There was no like camaraderie with other people. There was none of that. And I, I really couldn't take pride in this character that I had created out of uh, paying instead of like taking the time to do it. And so I think that this really, in, in my opinion, it devalues the original players, the OGs like Bree and some of the other ones uh, who were who out there who worked so hard on this. And, and I, I don't know. I was thinking of it from a business perspective. It, it makes sense uh, because, again, you're, you're giving these new people uh, reason to, to join. But for the, for the players who've been there the longest and who are going to stay committed and who are going to buy Booyah emotes, it's <laughs> like, what is what's what are they getting out of this? Yeah, I, I guess, well, two things. First of all, the game is Ninja Town Trees of Doom is, is the game that you were thinking of, I think. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the other thing is that they, so they are giving you one of these for free when you buy the Taken King, because that's what I did, what, is I had a character that was like level 18 or 19, and then I started a new one and just took this this mode of light or whatever it's called and got myself up to 25 to be able to do the Taken King stuff when it came out. So it's it the, for the new players, they're getting one of these and they're not like charging them extra for that, because that would be a terrible business strategy anyway. You charge like a premium to new players just to be able to catch up to their friends. That's not, especially with like the refer friend stuff that they're doing right now, that wouldn't be a very good business no. proposition. But let me play devil's advocate here for a second and ask. So if you have people who are very invested in the game and they are willing to spend more money on you know, fancy emotes, and they're willing to spend the money to be able to get another character up to level 25 and in order to be able to go through the content again or whatever reason that somebody would want to do that. Businesses exist to maximize profits, right? Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Aren't they leaving money on the table by not providing those types of options? It's a trade-off because you want to give people the, the the features that they want. Like something that I think people don't understand is like consumers actually um, crave. There are some people actually crave and enjoy DLC level boosts. Like they want to pay for that content. And to a certain extent, you're leaving money on the table. You know, Georgia, kicking over to you, I always find it very interesting that like you swear up and down you don't give Candy Crush money. But, you know, that game makes much. A- lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. And the truth is, no one will say that they give Candy Crush money, but, you know, clearly a lot of people do. So um, I think it's it's like, it's something I've tried to say on the show repeatedly, is gamers get the pay model that they are willing to plunk their money down and fund. And, you know, the truth is that paying $60 up front for a game is a model that just is not working as much anymore. And kind of a more of a free-to-play, open, like, IAP-based system, it does tend to be working. And, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying, Steve, and it's, it's, it's a trade-off. Yeah. I mean, it's a literal trade-off. Yeah, because, I mean, the other thing is that you don't see this in games that are free-to-play. Like, you don't see this kind of outrage because it's and, – and I don't know, and maybe, Georgia, you can you can talk to this. Maybe it's because it's being introduced after the fact and it's more of a surprise that these microtransactions are being introduced. But you don't see people getting upset about having to pay for things in, like, League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm or, you know, any of the, the free-to-play MOBAs that are, you know, some of the most popular games out there right now. You don't see these types of, you know, continual uproars every so often like you've been seeing with with this. And you see 
there's been like this ongoing firestorm with payday two with like a terrible um a ter- some sort of a terrible implementation of it where they were you pay for crates and you can unlock better weapons and they've had to revise the system like three or yep. four times yep but you you can't as a company you can't go off and say you're not going to do something and then you do it and then expect people not to be upset about that afterwards you, that's that's kind of the way that the game works. You can't go out there. If you're going to do it, don't say that you're not going to do it. Just don't say you're not going to do it. And then people will not have that expectation. But once you set an expectation that you're going to act a certain way and you go against that, people remember. You have relationships with companies that, you know, for the good and for the bad, end up being like these parental relationships where, you know, you have this idea of someone. Like people spend tons of money marketing companies to give you a feeling, right? We don't remember what someone looks like, what someone sounds like, what they say. We remember how they make us feel. And that's why some of the most popular commercials are emotional commercials where they go to the, like, the limbic reaction, right? Fear sells. Um, happiness sells. Um, anger and outrage sells. You can just look on Twitter. Those are the, th- the tweets that everyone's retweeting, right? And so when we... Don't judge me, Georgia Dad. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare judge me. I am a very positive person all the time. But when... You have a company and they say, you know, listen, our motto is going to be, let's guess, uh, don't be evil. And then they go up making their little robot army. You're like, well, wait a second. Whoa, that's that seems a little I'm not I'm not so sure about this anymore. So you can't go in. If you company says, listen, we're going to try to steal as much money from you as you can. No one's going to be shocked by them actually doing that. But then you can't go against can, it. Can I just say hypocrisy. how appropriate it is to hear Star Wars in the background as you're talking, Georgia? It's so great. It is. Star it's Wars so is great. great. I'm hearing lightsabers go off, and now the Imperial March is there. <laughs> it's this. You should like duct tape a Beats pill to your back and then stream. <laughs> yeah. The Star Wars like Imperial March just Imperial around March. with you throughout your day. Okay, I'm gonna, please I'm do, do that. that. Wait, okay, I'm, I'm I think it would be acceptable for you to swap swap out Duel of the Fates every so often, though. Right? No, no. <laughs> You're the one who likes the prequels. Georgia is pure evil. She's pure evil. She can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whenever she said "Don't be evil," I was thinking, "Was oh, that did, did did Google say that once upon a time, or did Georgia come yeah, up with that?" Yeah, and that was then all Georgia, Georgia yeah, Georgia. and then yeah. she released her <laughs> army of robots, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That's what the history. Yeah. Georgia only show. unleashes sharks. Uh, but Bria, I have a question for you. Does um, you know, I've I've seen you on Twitter talk about um, your. <laughs> your accomplishments on this game and yeah. and and in this in uh on isometric as well I've, I've heard you talk about it do you feel uh personally that you know a, a new player could come in and and pay this money to get to level 25 do you think that that at all reduces um the the pride that you've that you can take in your character uh if if we just you know if you were to walk up to a new person and say i'm level blah 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 does it would that i don't know does it does it lessen the pride does it cheapen the pride that you can take because these new players can come in and just just drop some dollars no because i'm a damned adult (laughs) 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 seriously destiny is a better community if it's vibrant it has an influx of new people coming in to replace old people right Mm -hmm. that like kind of burn out in the game and stop playing Mm -hmm. so 
you know, the, the mature high level view is, you know, like we need that to keep coming. And like some kid that comes in and spends 30 bucks to come out like light level 22. You're not a threat to me, kid. Bring it on <laughs> in the crucible. And Brianna <laughs> will bring out her deadly weapons, including the Vex Mythoclast. Like, Ooh. let's do this. Come on. Put your $30 on the table. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it, the, the thing about Destiny, too, is that it's. I mean, there is PvP, but a lot of that is, like, cooperative play anyway. So right. I would imagine a lot of the people who are paying that money are just doing that to be able to play with their friends who are at that same level. Totally. As opposed to somebody who's trying to just pay to get ahead. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, I run into this in Hearthstone, too, because, like, I've done it completely free to play. And there, there's a deal going on right now where you can buy, like, 50 packs for $40, which, which Maureen actually ended up taking advantage of. But, I mean... I'm at the point now, because of all the extra time that I've put into the game, like, I come up against decks when I'm at those low levels at the beginning of the season that have, like, a whole bunch of, like, legendaries and stuff that they just don't know how to use, and I destroy them. So it makes me feel better about myself, like, taking somebody like that down who just paid their way into having that collection, as opposed to making me feel like my collection is devalued because they can go out and spend that kind of money. But again, Hearthstone is a free-to-play game to begin with, so it does have that same expectation as opposed to, you know, maybe if I paid $60 for the game outright and then there are other people who are paying another $60 on top of that to get a better collection, I might feel differently. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And I think, you know, that's your chance to say, look, it also takes experience. It also takes time. It doesn't just take that you know, whatever the, the $40, uh, to, to, to get all the packs or what have you. Uh, so there's still, it seems, you know, there's a nod to the experienced players, even for those who, uh, are coming in. And, uh, Brie, I think that that's pretty awesome that this does give a chance to, um, to new players to, to join the platform and join the world and, uh, you know, add, add newness to it. So, yeah. I don't think that it's going to be a huge detractor to games. It Like, you know, the people that don't want to pay for it don't have to. Yeah. This is just an option if you would like to. And, like, there's sometimes I go to a game and I'm thinking, you know, that is my time, right? It's time versus money. And so if you already know how to play the game and it, that makes it easier for you, or you have a friend and you can teach them how and they don't want to go through the, you know, the, the pedantic kind of, like, leveling up that they don't want to, it, it is another way to go through it. So I don't think that it's going to go away. I think that having level boosts through it are, you know, those are things that people, again, it takes a lot of time to level up characters. And a lot of people have jobs and do other things and they're not yeah. going to have the time to be able to do that. But they still want to be able to play with friends. And they don't actually care how epically good they are at the game. And so there's a market for it. If, if, and this... <laughs> no, leave it on as I'm saying this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really, there's, um... I'm sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the, the truth is, Georgia, like, there is a... Destiny is designed in a way that it, it does let people just play every couple weekends there. So you can play it and just do like it doesn't take much long time to hit the, the, the highest level. Right. How long does it take you to level up to there? Like you could buy it for how much is it to buy? Like thirty bucks? Thirty dollars, yeah. And how much is it how long does it take to level up 
like a character to there do you think but see that's it's it's a simple way of looking at it destiny is now about levels so to go hit 25 or something like that you could do it in six hours probably the trick to being good at destiny is going and getting exotics and getting legendaries and um like leveling up your armor and you know on top of that it's about getting your light level boosted so what i was going to say is the design of destiny is very clever that you could go buy taken king today and you could grind out your levels in probably five, ten hours. And then, you know, you can work on light and get that up to X amount. That's when this really, really, really big uh, time hole kicks in. <laughs> and then it takes so long to get from light level, like 280 to whatever the max is these days, 320. It's really, really hard to get up that high. So... You know, it is designed in a way where you can play it, you can have a ton of fun just by putting like 10, 15 hours into it. And you're going to be perfectly poised to do the next expansion. So the real trick with Destiny is this is a point where it's okay, but they are really flirting with some policies here that will destroy their entire game that they have put so much money into developing. So if it goes any further from here, like it just... You know, it's really going to make me feel very nervous for the franchise and for so year three. So, so really, it's like five dollars an hour just to get that up. So, you really want to say how much <laughs> is your hour worth to you? Because yeah. it's not going to make a huge difference you, to the game. But this is more like Canary in the coal mine, really. Right for you, you should you want to go and play all that content because it's good, but because it's going to teach you all the areas of this game. And you're going to learn, like, how to play Destiny better. So it's better to just grind it out, you know? Like, it's it's a good game. And, you know, Georgia, you would have to include the $300 for a console in order to in order to do that. So you know, make sure to figure that Make sure to figure that into your calculations. Georgia, you've got to get a freaking PlayStation 4 <laughs> this year. Like, I'm serious. We'll play Rocket League together. It'll be great. Now I have to get the PlayStation. Now this is this. I'm getting bigger and bigger investments. Just here, get I'm, something. I'm waiting for <laughs> Anything. Oculus. I don't care. I'm waiting for Oculus. Well, there'll be I PlayStation VR, Oculus. so you can get that. Get get the PlayStation. We'll play Rocket League together. It'll be great. Okay. Heckle. <laughs> they have hockey now, so you know you'll be more you'll be more among your element. I I I'm, I'm you know. Can we can we dock George's pay like <gasps> from Isometric <laughs> and then just send her? <laughs> Is this going to come from the subscribers that, like, subscribe to yeah. our channel? Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, I mean, I'm we suddenly... talked about what Frank is going to do with, <laughs> yeah. with your share. I think we need to talk about what George is going to do with her share joining, of the I membership. I joining Frank on a tank. Frank on uh... a tank. Frank, he was so excited from everybody because we did get, like, donations. Did we? <laughs> this oh, week I love for you that. people. And we really appreciated Aww. that. And then Frank started looking at it. He's like, oh, gosh, you know what? It wouldn't cost that much to actually buy an APC and start driving that to work. And I'm like. <laughs> we need more people. Like, is that what you're saying? That's not and enough. I'm we like, need more. Frank. I think the Boston police would kind of have a problem if you were driving a Russian APC down the street, sweetie. Yeah, I don't think might. that's a good idea. But boy, that would be cool. Before he gets arrested, no, don't that would encourage be really him. Cool. No, uncool. Don't do it. It's so cool. It would be cool, but he'd Frank be arrested. Frank the tank. Frank the tank. Frank the tank. Especially if he had like the the menorah flamethrower attached to the front of the tank. 
Uh, I, I think this is as good of a point as any to tell you that this episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can start building your website today at squarespace.com. You can build your site about tanks if you want to. Just make sure to enter offer code Isometric at checkout to get 10% off your tank site. We've talked about Squarespace before. They're awesome. They take everything that is difficult or time-consuming about building a website and they just get rid of it, and you can spend 15 to 20 minutes, pick a template, get your content in, and you'll be up and running in no time. It'll look professionally designed. Uh, everything is super easy to use. You can build a store if you want to. You can just put up a cover page and have a single-page website. Uh, you can do a full site. You can even get into the into the code if you want to be able to tweak things some more. Um, they're trusted by millions of people. Some of the most respected brands in the world use Squarespace. Um, their, their templates are really beautiful, and they have lots of support to help you get started, uh, 24-7 support with live chat and email in New York, Dublin, and Portland. And you don't have to worry about if somebody links to you or you're going to go down. They got, the, they got you covered. Everything is really fast. And if you sign up for a year, not only will you get Squarespace for a year, which is awesome, but you'll also get a free domain name. So you can choose what you want your site to be called, and that's super important. And the plans start at just $8 a month, which really, I mean, what else are you going to spend your $8 a month on? You're going to spend it on emotes and destiny? No, you're going to spend it on a Squarespace site. <laughs> Booyah! So, <laughs> so you could even have, see if you can get booyah.info. You could do that even. So um, so you, could, you should go ahead and start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. When you do, make sh- when you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code isometric to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for isometric. And thank you so so much to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Can I just say really quick? I uh, no, I no currently, you can't. Oh, come on, please. <laughs> okay, okay, then you can. Then you can. <laughs> I, I have three websites currently that run on Squarespace, and all of them uh, were built courtesy of Relay Codes, um, and they all are fantastic. Wait, They're, what does that uh, mean? The, like I used a, a Squarespace, I mean a, a Relay FM offer code from a, from one of the podcasts. Really? Was it? Yeah. Wait, wait. See, it's not ours because then you would be saying you used the code isometric. Not, no, 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 yeah, no. Right. I'm, I'm trying to be inclusive <laughs> of all of Relay. Screw but yes, inclusive. Have, we're the only ones that matter, us, right? It was us. There is right? a website. Don't you yes. dare talk sh- stuff about Rocket. Okay, <laughs> fine. You can use Rocket. Rocket's okay. No. Us. no. <laughs> I, ho- I hope it wasn't analog because if Casey got your code and not us, he's going to put it over. Oh, well, I'm going to find out now. We can find out. That's it. Oh, oh can you? Oh, yeah. George- Georgia knows people who know people. She also she also uh, tried to send falcons to me to uh, coerce me into uh, recount recanting the history that I laid out about her last time. Wait, so wait. how do you know they were my falcons? Look, th- I told you already, they had red hair like yours. They were also holding the Canadian flag in their talons. There was that as well, that, yes. That, is, that sounds like Brie, because you see, Brie would do it so they would seem like it was me. Doesn't oh my that sound gosh. right? Why would I That's... do that? Brie would never do something right? so underhanded. Mm. Right. Oh, really? 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 You cannot assail my character <laughs> on the air that is liable and it's slanderous, and I don't appreciate that. Besides, if it was Brie, there would be explosives involved. Seriously, go to Squarespace if you ever need. Even if you just like are going traveling and you want a place to put your photos and stuff like that, use Isometrics code That's and it. put together a really super awesome website. And make sure you use Isometrics code so that everyone doesn't get mad at you if you didn't. Yeah. I am the Julie fucking Andrews of, <laughs> of game development. <laughs> oh, That's me boy. spinning on a hill. 
happy. That's true. That's uh, true. Julie Your tweets show them. Andrews. Oh, that's what I think. The Hills are definitely alive. I'll say that much. The Hills oh, are alive. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that means, but. Scary. That sounds like, it's like the Hills have eyes. There we go. Well, the Hills aren't silent. That's for sure. No, the Hills no. are not. Oh, wow. You're stealing my segues. Wow. Segway. Very nice. Very All right. Nice. I want a Bond chair to just, like, pull a lever and, like, eject someone from the podcast. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. It's like you're just doing a podcast of Brianna and then you're falling yeah, out yeah. of the blimp. What's up with this? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be singing and running through, like, fields? <laughs> like going She'll, James Bond. I'm taking a break, Georgia. This is the James Bond, Julie yeah. Andrews version. One can't, it, one can't subsist on Hill music alone, you know. No. Do you do you have another Hanukkah fun fact for us before we go to the next gaming topic? Yeah. Oh, okay. So so the dreidels, right? So the dreidels that are all over the place. So though that was actually a gambling game that they did in the caves back when they were studying Torah when um when Judaism was outlawed when the Greeks came in and they no would way. shove the the Torah in the corner and they'd be playing with the dreidel and trick the Greeks into thinking that they were gambling instead of studying. No way. Yep. So this is like this is like beer pong. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's basically, it's a really, really boring gambling game, and you should never play it because it's terribly wait, boring. Wait, wait, wait. High stakes dreidling? Yeah. I'm in. A thousand dollars on the table, Steve Lubitz. Let's Ooh. do this. It's, oh, it's so boring, though, Brie. It's like playing Monopoly. No, at, I, at, like, nothing is boring with Brianna Wu there. Let's do this. <laughs> with That's Julie true. We Evan played, Andrews. With Julie Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, board games. We played Deal or No Deal. That was blast. So I don't know. Come this on. Like yeah. You know right. what? What's it is probably fun? about the same skill level as Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Now that Were I think about it. you saying that we won because we had no skill? No, I'm saying that okay. we won because we had a lot of skill and we overwhelmed okay. it. That was careful. That was that was starting to bring out my my inner Sith there. Okay, why don't why don't we take all this anger that we're directing at Deal or No Deal and direct it towards Konami instead? How about that? Okay, I can do that. So we finally got some closure to the <laughs> to the year long Konami Hideo Kojima soap opera that started around almost around this time last year. Can you give us a little tiny like? Yeah, you know. What so, happened? What's the drama? So it started at the beginning of this year when the Phantom Pain was uh, – promotional materials were coming out. Wait, and all Steve, of a sudden, can we start this again? Can yes. you do that, but can you wrap it? Uh, no. <laughs> because I really don't want to offend all of our listeners of color by trying to wrap. Come on, Steve. Uh, come on, let's do this. Uh, you got me to sing last week. You guys are pushing, pushing the my... The phrase uh... is a party pooper, yeah, Steve Lippitz. Steve. I feel this like... Is like... Isn't this Saturday? No, it's not Saturday. We get it's not, crazy this Steve is not Saturday, Saturday, Steve. This is Exhausted Friday, Steve, is what this uh, is. Oh, come on, Steve. That would be even the better rapping, Steve. Micah, can you can you rap this story or sing it in some <laughs> way to make it entertaining? I'll beatbox. <gasps> come on. Uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> No, no you one? you no. are a complete traitor to the Harker oh spirit. <laughs> traitor. How long ago? Almost a year. That's when Kojima <laughs> was working on Metal Gear. But <laughs> yeah, but, all right. But since then, there has been a travesty because Kojima's leaving. He wasn't having yeet. <laughs> I am really bad at that. That was good though. That was you good. tried. I give you I ten out of ten. I uh, had to write a little poem there for a second. No, 
So, so this started back in like March when uh, when they started releasing the promotional materials for Metal Gear Solid: uh, The Phantom Pain, and they removed the Kojima Productions name from the promotional materials. So that started a whole lot of conjecture. There was also a corporate restructuring when in the same Phantom Pain. The things were never the same. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Snaps for the spoken word. Very very very. very Sorry. So, so that started a whole bunch of rumors, and could, nobody, nobody would talk about it, and that kind of came to a head over the last two weeks when um, first Kojima was supposed to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Game Awards, and Konami barred him from being able to attend. And then finally, he came out this week, and his contract had evidently expired, and said that he is leaving Konami, and then he's starting up a new studio that's going to be associated with Sony, and Konami is simultaneously ca- uh, putting out job listings for a new Metal Gear Solid game uh, that is going to be Sans Kojima. So this I is- think that you have to say like Kojima. Kojima. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Bravo, bravo. Oh, your rap game. Your rap game is embarrassing. I know. I'm. I am white as the driven snow, is, is what I am. You can be white and rap. <laughs> that is the reason why he's like the special snowflake, though. I am a special snowflake. I White as the driven snowflake. <laughs> Kojima. 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 It's like Combo Breaker from Basic Instinct. Wait, you mean Killer Instinct? I don't think they had Combo Breakers in Basic Instinct. Yeah, Basic Instinct. A different type of a different that was a very different kind of combo breaker. There's a different type of combo breaker. There's something wow. rabbits and combo breakers on that one. Wow, that was a good movie. There's a good. There's a show title for you. Anyway, rabbits. I mean, is anyone surprised by any of this? I was too busy listening to it as a rap. I, I, I I'm wait. not surprised that the chat room is saying this is so painful. Please stop. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We'll talk about games. Uh, am I surprised by it? No. Um, you know, it, it's been very strained over there. You know, Konami is clearly going in a new direction. I, you know, I, I've said this before in Isometric, but I, I don't feel very confident that Konami, like, they're looking at the amount of money they're able to get in the mobile world. But I think it's worth asking, like, Konami's core, like, their core competency, is that something that's really going to translate over to you know, the mobile world. Because when I think about Konami, I think about Castlevania, I think of, you know, Pro Evolution Soccer, I obviously think about Metal Gear, you know, I think about these really big franchises. And, you know, it is very, you know, they're very clearly moving away from that. And there's been a lot written about the management shakeup at Konami lately. So, you know, I think it's just time for Kojima to go and do something new. I do have to say this. And, you know, I know a lot of people listen to Isometrics. They appreciate the feminist viewpoint that we bring to this. It is impossible to talk. I Like, everybody, every gamer I've seen has been very pro-Kojima. And I am too. I love his work. I know a lot about Metal Gear. But I think it's important to at least take a beat and note that this guy has, over his entire career, had some really disturbing depictions of women. You know, Meryl Silverberg from uh, Metal Gear 1, the very first place she ever appeared was in Police Knots in a minigame where, uh, I forget, you did something and your reward was like fondling her. Oh, when she was geez. like underage, 
And like that's uh. that is like that's Kojima, and you know Kojima's the person that brought us quiet. And you know you could point to any number of things he's done over his entire career that are really porny and disturbing. You know, on the other hand, I think it's important to say that like Kojima's also created some of the most complex women characters in history, like Sniper Wolf, Meryl Silverberg, and the original Metal Gear. Um, these are really, really epic characters. Eva, the boss, you know. So he's, you know, there's no complete good and evil. Like, he's he's done a lot of good. He's also done a lot of bad. Um, but I just know whatever he works on next, I know the feminist in me is going to go, ooh, I wish he had not done that. You know, because it's, it's just the kind of game that he makes. I think from... Um from a perspective on, on the psyche of like leaving a big company, I think that it's really hard for people. I think that we, you know, we get attached, we worry about change. Change is really scary for us. But I think that you need to know when you're not fitting with where you're working and when you need to walk away from that. And I often help people with that transition to change so that they can do what is right for them. And so if that's the reason, that's great. You deserve to do that. And I understand that people will be upset because they're worried about what's going to happen to their brand and how their games are going to be dealing with it. But sometimes the best move you have to make is that risk to be able to do something new. And so I'm happy whenever I see some someone do something that is for themselves for their own reasons, even if sometimes I'm thinking, Ugh, I might not get the same type of games or products or technology that I really like because of that. But I think that that's an important move for people to make, even if it goes against the grain, because yeah. we often just flow down the river because that's the way the river should flow. And we need people that will break rank, do something so that they can work that will make them feel fulfilled and happy. And it's, it's a really horrible thing to see people that are just grinding themselves down to nothing and they're no longer happy producing what they used to produce. And they're not going to produce games or any other tech or product that would really be worth it. So you need to understand yourself and know when it's your time to walk away. Yeah, yeah it, th this seems to uh, we, we've learned from from some interviews that he's had that um, the the production studio that he's crafting uh, with the help of Sony and everything is uh, it might move beyond video games. And so you might we might see some some movies and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, from reading some of these articles, he is uh, cenophile <laughs> and, and has described himself as such. And so, you know, if, if your passion is no longer found in crafting video games and you want to go on and make movies, then that is, you know, taking that risk is kind of, kind of, uh, exciting at the same time too, there, there's almost nothing more draining than, uh, workplace politics yes, um it can be one point. of the most difficult things with which to deal mm -hmm. and can just i mean especially if you have to go there day in and day out and so if there was some some friction here uh that can just drain so much on your passion and that can you know slowly just wear away at your your creativity and and what you can produce and create. And so if this is an opportunity for Kojima, who is well liked by so many, uh, to, to go on and make uh, cool things that, that people will like and please, oh, please, oh, please, God, let them not be 
terrible uh, in terms of, of their, their inclusion and, and being, you know, not gross and porny, uh, then I think that that's great. And I think that, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing uh, some of the things that could come of this because, you know, I, I'm always for someone being able to live out their creative potential uh, rather than, I don't know, s- s- have to deal with uh, having that taken away from you. I I feel like I want to add here, like, you know, Sony and PlayStation, they really need excellent first party content, like the kind of stuff that, you know, uh, he would be able to create. I mean, if you look at the first party stuff that Sony is really bringing out these days, it's really, really excellent. Um, You know, it's few and far between. So um, I think that speaks very well for it. You know, to just get a little bit meta here, Georgia, um, you know, something that really amazes me is, you know, from my point of view, I've had things happen in my life where it was like, um, you know, am I going to do something I'm scared of or right. am I going to die? You know, I'm, right. I've been homeless. I've I've faced um, drug addiction. You know, I've gotten through rehab. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we shipped a very, very ambitious game. I took on Gamergate and I survived it. So from my point of view... Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying like my my fight is greater than other people's fight, but from my point of view, I very often talk to people, and I'm amazed by how much fear seems to control most people, um, or it's, or just how yeah. willing they they are to like trade things off for their own sacrifice. Do you it's, know what I mean? I, I fully hear you, and and it's wonderful. You're you're somewhat counterphobic, right? Like that that yeah. is your your personality type. It's like for you, it's fight or die type of of personality type, which is lovely for that. For other people, it's like the pool that they know is their comfort zone, and the outside is danger. And so, you know, it's the same reason why people stay in many very dangerous or unhealthy situations and don't get out, even though everything and everyone is telling them, including themselves, that they should. Um, we we end up with this natural protection mechanism that. Um, for whichever way that it is set, it's kind of like hard set. It becomes very difficult to get out of that. And so even if you're really unhappy at work and you know that this is um, destroying you, the the thought of that, well, maybe something different could be even worse than this is often part of the play. Plus, you know, after a while of going through, you know, in a workplace where you are really unhappy or you're working on projects that you have no heart in, it's also kind of ruining your self-esteem and that feeling of like, could I do something different? Am I still going to be able to go out in the marketplace? But I, I think that you're a wonderful testament to, um, you know, risk is also reward and, and you should go at it and live a life that is happy for you as long as you can still like have food on the table. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm also thankful for the other personality type because that's the reason you're still on the show, even though people are telling you to like get someone else to do something <laughs> Uh, like obviously it'd be terrible for Georgia to like stay on the show, but she's like, oh, some other podcast could be even worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brianna Wu like filled out paperwork to get me to renounce my Canadian citizenship last week. But I know when I'm waiting for the call. I'm waiting for the call when they're like, you know, bring that little blue book over. We're taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's all true. Do you have to give up all of your maple syrup as well, like your collection? <laughs> I have a hoard of it. What are you kidding? It's what my house is made out of. I think you have to give it back. I think I read that. Once you, it's, it's what your house you is made out of. You gotta fight me for it. You gotta fight me for it. I got polar bears to defend me in my evening. <gasps> Write that down. 
Micah, which one are you? Are you more of a, a stay where you're comfortable? Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure your personality out. Uh, I, I am. I wouldn't say that I'm risk adverse um, because I have had to take lots of risk. You know, I've, I've never faced something as 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 terrible as you've faced, Brie, and, and I don't want to uh, at all belittle the the things with which you dealt and and continue to deal with. Um, I have faced uh, certain risks and pushed through those risks. Um, one of the biggest risks in my life was uh, revealing the fact that I was dating a man um, and uh, also somehow maintained my my religiosity. Um, and I think that, uh, when, you know, I, I'm aware <laughs> of, of pros and cons. So I, I am contemplative, but, uh, you know, the, the con list can slightly outweigh the pro list and I will still, uh, take the risk if I think that, um, you know, it, it could, it could be a good thing. So hmm. uh, I'm not like the riskiest of risky people. Uh, but I, I wouldn't call myself like, I'm never comfortable just sitting in and stagnating. Uh, nah, that is that that's something I can't stand. All right. Should we should we go on to what we're playing? Michael, what are you uh, what are you playing this week? Well, and continuing with the theme of uh, playing things with friends because because holidays, um, I have been playing a game. Uh, well, it, it's actually a series of games by Jackbox Games, um, and it, uh, it it's on the Xbox. And what's really cool about it is it combines um, the console as well as uh, a mobile application. Uh, but it doesn't actually require an application. You can just open up your your on phone web browser, go to a website, and type in a special code. And it's a series of, of party games. So there's Drawful, uh, Fibbage, and You Don't Know Jack. Um, and You Don't Know Jack is is a trivia game. And so, you know, it'll ask you questions and you and uh, 20 of your closest friends can all ping in and try to try to guess what the answer is. Uh, Fibbage is, is fun because it's like trivia, uh, except you fill in the blank. So, you know, it kind of gives some bizarre trivia. And then you have to write what you think the answer is and if you get it right then you get you know blah 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 points but if you get it wrong and other people guess your answer instead of the right one then you also get points so that one's a lot of fun uh trying to betray your friends and then the other one is drawful which is kind of like a pick what is that pictionary uh where you are drawing characters on the screen um your phone will tell you like what character you're supposed to draw and then or, or scene and then you make that scene and then everyone else has to guess what they think the scene is uh, that you've drawn. So that one's a lot of fun. And then also, I bought this little contraption not too long ago. Uh, it's been complained about a lot on the internet. Uh, it's made by Apple, and it is uh, a little TV. And I've been trying to uh, check out some of the games that have been recommended uh, now that we're at the end exist. of the year. They don't exist on it. I mean, have you found anything you've liked? No, yeah, <laughs> but uh, exactly. I, I did. I did want to mention um, because I had some sustained interest for a while before it was like, all right, on to the next one. Uh, and that is a game called Pig Ballet. Uh, and, and mostly sorry, because it was sorry, like a, Peg Ballet or Pig yeah. 
Ballet. Oh, sorry. That is Peg. Uh, so P-E-G Ballet. Yeah, okay, I've heard okay, about okay. this. I've okay. heard about this. This is like the one game that I would be interested in playing on the Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about this one, you know, again, uh, I'm talking about these these group games. Uh, you can play with up to eight players on this one, and it's it's simple. So, you know, on, for example, like the Wii, when you're playing with a bunch of character or with a bunch of people at once, and depending on the game, you know, one person, uh, Steve, you've even talked about this before, one person can fall down into a trap and then they're stuck there for seven hours while you try to continue to make the game go on uh with with pig ballet it's so simple uh it's essentially you are this little this little uh dot and it's a one-click game and you're just bouncing around the screen trying to get the little pigs um i don't want to offend you brie by saying this but it is sort of kind of like peggle sort of kind of wait i I gotta go guys (laughs) yeah i've heard it described as peggle meets n plus plus is what the verge had said oh my God, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. So, so you so you might check it out now. I, I as I mentioned, it didn't sustain my attention. But Bree, as you asked me earlier, and I answered truthfully, you said, "Do you like games that kind of stay the same over time as you play them, and you don't get anything new?" Not usually. And this is one of those <laughs> games that kind of stays the same over time. Uh, but you know, the if you're looking for a is game, a game where you beat your, you have to. It's transcendental as you like. Go beyond and, and and reach inside yourself <laughs> and get the, the victory. Go beyond. Yeah. Go <laughs> and reach inside yourself. Yeah, there's no real reaching in this one, uh, except maybe like reaching across to hit the controller out of your your friend's hand so this that you know, they don't get the you, bounce. Bray. Yeah. <laughs> You can I you like can mix that, yeah. the uh, the stuffed animal game that you play with this and have a real good time. Uh, no, but you know, no, no, you don't call it the stuffed animal I'm game. Sorry. The name is Monster Mania. Monster Mania. Thank yeah, you. I forgot what it was called. The next time I run into you, I'm gonna have a giant stuffed monster. Be careful. You She's deadly be with a stuffed monster. I will. She's deadly. I will. Look what I did to George's elbow. That yeah. took two yeah. months to heal. I'm still that damaged. That was some serious stuff. Damaged. She was bleeding maple syrup for like seven days. Right. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you know, as as the the holidays are fast approaching and some of them have passed, uh, don't forget that Brie Hanukkah is over. Um, you might want no, to Hanukkah play some. In my heart, <laughs> you might want to play some games with your friends. And uh, these are two games that that I can recommend uh, giving a try. So that was uh, Jackbox Games uh, with with its kind of set of games, and you can get that on a lot of platforms. It's not just on the Xbox, um, but you can also find uh, it's on like Android TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, than a pig ballet and these are great because not everyone has to have a certain app or um you know the right controller you just log on to the website and uh, make it happen so it's 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 a good time wait so let me ask this you have what systems do you have the Xbox and the Wii U. So no, Xbox no PlayStation. Xbox yeah, yeah, sorry. I keep calling it the Xbox, the Xbox One. Uh, oh, but okay. but no no uh, PlayStation. Have you ever played Mass Effect? No. Oh! I, so well, I guess not... we know what you're doing this weekend. Oh, oh I can't even process that. I'm sorry. It is my... backward compatible on the Xbox One now. Yeah, my boyfriend the is the is the uh, is the Xbox One aficionado, uh, while I am more the Wii U aficionado. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Please don't lose respect for me, Bree. I know no, that your love of Nintendo that, doesn't I, go as I deep as mine. I love you either way and respect you. It's just like 
it's like I want you to have this emotional, spiritual experience, transcendental is, experience. I, I'm not kidding. It's yeah, like no. it's unbelievable. Bree and so, I agree on almost nothing. With that is true, and we that and we true. both agree on Mass Effect. So okay, well, you can play Paragon though. Well, okay. I well, I can't agree with you too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm scared to push this dude out the window. I just, you know, I don't want him to be sad. Yeah, I'm with Steve on that. That gives me that, that's hard sometimes. As long as it not no. works, I'm okay. I've got Steve. I have Bree, and I also have Tanya telling me that uh, yeah. this this has to happen. So yeah. look, it's going <laughs> to happen. I promise okay. you now, it is yes. going to happen. Uh, okay. I will say, Shane, move move aside and let me <laughs> let me spend some time on the Xbox because uh, everybody's telling me it's very important. And you know what? We all need transcendental, life changing experiences as as That's much true. as we can. So if Mass Effect is one of those, then I'm down. Yeah, that that is yeah. easily the best series of the last generation. Georgia, easily. have you ever? mass affected i have i have played mass effect have you beaten it no if trump true. wins i come to canada and i'm bringing my playstation with me oh that sounds great we will we will we will experience this together oh now guess what I'm, I'm now guess what i'm rooting for and, and you will and you will not be allowed to leave the building until you until you're angry about the ending like everybody else. Okay. Oh, the okay. ending is fine. I know. I'm joking. I don't have a problem with the ending either. We've talked <laughs> well, about this. I don't. Spoilers have, I, will, I played spoilers. it long enough afterwards that I I had perspective that other people didn't. I think, but yeah. gamers are entitled children. Oops, to say that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, can we all come so, to Canada though when Trump if if Trump wins? Trump is because... not going to win. President Hillary. It's going to be great. Uh, well, I, I kind of want to come to Canada anyway. So. It is a fun <laughs> It may not place. be a terrible idea. It is a fun You have place like a right super now. dreamy uh, uh-huh. prime minister oh and God, also yes. some really, really great is. members of, of his of his team and also, uh, you know, you and Renee and a bunch of other cool people are there <laughs> and maple syrup that's and true. I don't know. It's cold there. Here. It's cold though. That's yeah. There we go. No, no, no I love down. cold. Do you I love, love cold? cold. Oh, oh yeah, we can switch. absolutely. We can switch. Don't love the cold. Yeah. So what are you playing? What are you playing, Bree? So yeah, I gave a uh, uh, Xenoblade uh, a bit of a go. Um, I think I've put my finger on why I can't enjoy this game. So um, it really is one of the most visually impressive, uh, you know, games on the Wii U, but. Um, the animation is really, really stale, and it, as good as the gameplay systems are in the world is, um, the animation sucks. It doesn't really have great characters, and the fact that your character doesn't ever really speak or have a personality, it just um, it really fails at world building because of that. So, you know, I gave that enough of a go, and um, I just I can't groove on it at all. Um, I've been working through Mass Effect uh, One on the Xbox One, um, but they listed they came out with their their games that uh made the second round of cuts for the Xbox One with backwards compatibility. Mass Effect 2 is not on that. Um one of the engineering limitations on the Xbox One is any game that was split up over multiple discs cannot um run on it. So oh. it's really making me pause and say, well, maybe if I'm going to play Mass Effect, like do the entire trilogy again, maybe I just need to like abort this save and go back to like, you know, the PlayStation 3 or something like that. I, I have to say that I was really thinking um, you know, Steam released a product I had not heard about until just a few days ago called Steam Link, where you can like basically put this cable into your TV 
it will stream the games playing off of your your television over to uh, like your TV. And because you know I have a super high powered you know graphics workstation, um, I could run like the entire Mass Effect trilogy like super super high res. So um, I am considering doing that. Um, I haven't yet. Uh, the other games I'm working on is uh, because I've been flying a lot lately. I've been working on Final Fantasy Tactics playthrough beginning to end. The great game. Uh, and oh, it's so unbelievable. Like, the Vita, there are no modern games for it, but seriously, like, just as, like, something to play the golden games of Squaresoft, yeah. Yeah. like the Final Fantasy VII, VIII, Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story. Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of worth it for that. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's why I've been playing. My goal over Christmas break, because I am going to take some time off. Good for um, you. Yeah, yeah, is um, I really do want to finish up uh, Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls before or um, Danganronpa 3 comes out. So, I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff, uh, lot of stuff I want to play. Hmm. Cool. So, what are you playing, Georgia? Okay, so I am playing um, Match 8 Hanukkah game, where you have to match... Oh, this sounds terrible. They're <laughs> not really great. There's a, There must be a huge... Like, there's not many great games about Hanukkah out there. No, there, there aren't. Really are this not is why this is why I hate the month of December as much as I do, Georgia. Right. Because there's no. there's nothing for Hanukkah basically. Yeah. Except, there's that, something, except there's... for Adam Sandler's stupid song. There's not right. really and that's like old much. school. Like that's a long time ago. There should be more. Like there's a there's a market for this because this is ugh. um so I'm playing that. It's it's not I'm sorry. It's, I'm not even linking mm. that in the show notes because I'm not that's <laughs> <terrible. laughs> Well, Passive aggressive Steve. Wow. Okay. So I'm also playing Super Dreidel. Um, oh my god. That the icon is cute because it has a dreidel with a little Superman blue cape on it. Um, that's actually not that's not too bad. But like, I don't know why you would do it on an, on an app and without using a real dreidel. Just because, like, if you couldn't, it's not bad. It's cute. Um, they have some cute, you know, other games where you kind of like. There's just. Um, pictures of Hanukkah and you kind of like have to put them back together but there are are no really great games for Hanukkah that's so sad yeah real talk the only fun thing about playing dreidel is actually spinning the physical dreidel that's the only fun part of it like the rest of it is crap they they did put a uh they did put a dreidel into landsliders on on iOS and and it collects chocolate coins as it's um because chocolate coins are something that you get out of Hanukkah so that that's something that at least they they went through and um, and we're asking about how to make it, you know, relevant and, and culturally appropriate and stuff yeah. like that. So that's a good addition. At least. It seems like, you know, anyways, so yep. eh, those ones are done. I'm actually, I've bought, um, three board games just recently, um, as gifts because that's the next thing that I'm getting into. And so, uh, if you have any tips or clues on these three games, cause I'm just going to be learning to play it. I have Ticket to Ride. Oh, um, I love Ticket to Ride. Do you? Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions because yeah. these games I haven't played yet. And yeah, the iOS version is fantastic too. Is it? Yeah. Ah, so um, the next one, Renee's sending me a whole bunch of, of he's watching the things. I'm talking about latkes. Anyways, um, <laughs> latka crush. I love latkes. I have a huge crush on latkes. So latkes, so are, latkes are very good. They're the best thing. Potato pancakes is what they are. Yes. Yeah, I have them. Anyways, um, Pandemic is another game and the last one's Arkham Horror which I've I'm, heard really good things about that I've never played it though. Uh, okay so anyone that has played them please let me know because um I want to learn how to play them better and I'm I've got Dominion but it is 
that looks like a it's just a massive game and i i got so stressed just trying to figure out how it's to not, play it's not a hard game you just need to it's it's very different than most card games yeah it, it's the setup it takes the a little bit of getting really, used to but yeah i'm going to i'm going to watch some videos maybe if anyone has some good links yeah. to videos on how to play them because i love also board games yeah, if you get the iOS version, you could like Maureen and I will will absolutely start a game up with you. But I will warn you that Maureen is ruthless. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really? she's vicious. Um, the other one that I'm playing <laughs> is a snowman game. It's called A Good Snowman Is Hard to Build, and it's a really cute puzzle game where you try to build the different um, snowballs for the snowman, and you have to use strategy. And so it's a cute little puzzle game, and you make each of the snowmen are have a different name. So you make Kylie the snowman. And Aww. you have to figure out how to do it. But that's a really cute game, and I enjoy it quite a lot. And uh, so that's also a really nice game to play. Is that on iOS or is that, that on – That is on iOS. Okay. Oh, and you're a little monster too. That's adorable. Oh, really? Oh. A little, the little, uh, the little uh, black gumdrop. Yes. Oh, it says yes. it's uh, being a monster making a snowman. Yes, he's adorable. Oh. So I've been – since I finished – uh tomb raider i've been looking for something else to catch up on like some of the exclusives that i missed on the xbox since i just got it so i started playing sunset overdrive this week and i am really like i don't normally like you know games where you just go and mow down a whole bunch of things but uh i guess because they're mutants it's okay (laughs) but uh i am i I mean i've been a fan of of insomniac's other games mostly the ratchet and clank's games for a long time so i figured i would like this and it's it's basically like left for dead meets jack ryan radio and it is like completely up my alley and i don't normally like open world games i normally don't like violent games but for some reason this is really like grabbing me and maureen was watching me play it the other day she's like is this a parkour game where you're killing zombies? I said, yeah, pretty much. And she was like all in at that point. Like she's completely um, into it with me too. So I'm, I'm liking that a lot. I've been playing through that on the bike and I am having a ton of fun with it. So it's a game that, you know, is older and is pretty cheap to pick up now. So if you haven't played and you have an Xbox, you should check that out. So uh, does anybody else have any, anything that they want to uh, plug no, just if you uh, know anyone that's going to be alone for the holidays um, or that's gone through something really traumatic, the holidays can be really rough on people. Uh, send a shout out to them. Uh, invite someone over, um, you know, just to hang out uh, because the holidays are probably one of the hardest times for people. Um, and I'm really so- quite solidly booked. So if you see someone else, it really would make a difference to them. So shout out to everyone that um, is having a hard time this holiday season. I think that's really well said. I think it's really easy to to get like caught up into yourself this yeah. time of year. Yeah, and, that's a good point, you know, Bree. That's yeah. a good point. I don't I don't mind saying it. Like for me, I haven't spoken to my family in a decade, and you know, it's always hard for me in the holidays because everyone's be so like. Hard. Oh, family, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, well, that's great. But, you know, it's kind of like salt in the wound. So, yes, no, you're absolutely right. And if someone's had someone also that's died or they don't, you know, they've had hard times with their family and you're forced to hang out with them. You know, you you know, even if someone's passed away very long time ago, it's still that memory of they're not there. And so, you know, and, and to talk about it, I think that when people have had, hardships are not spoken about it you know to let them say you know hey how are you doing i know that you've been through this a little while is it going okay we need to speak about these things not kind of like try to pretend like everything's okay yeah i think that's well said oh so uh so michael where can people find you and uh all the stuff that you're doing 
Well, you can find me on the Twitter bot, uh, which is uh, my, my username is at Micah Sargent. Uh, and you can find me uh, several other places on the internet, Newsy, where I am a senior editor and mostly write about tech, uh, and at Integrate, uh, and also at CartoonCast over on The Incomparable. And as far as us, you can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send us uh, feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Please do go rate and review uh, the show on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. And you can, if you're listening in Overcast, make sure to recommend the show to uh, to your friends as well. And uh, we are, as always, part of the Amazing Relay FM network where you can hear Bree's show, Rocket, as well as... The only show. Well, that, yeah, that's pretty much all. The only show. That's the only show that matters. Other than it us, is. obviously. I love Rocket. And, oh, it's a great show. Great <laughs> and you show. can also pick up the Relay FM app in here and get a notification when we are streaming and listen to us live. And uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. I The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Bree, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Space Cat Gal on Twitter. You talked right past this, so I wanted to come back to something you were saying. We are working to add another host to isometric. So, um, like, don't get me wrong. I'll totally make this decision myself and like call Steve and George up and say, okay, this is who we're going with. Uh, but you know, like it would help us a lot if you would get in contact with us, let us know what you like, what you don't like. I had a really, really interesting conversation with someone, uh, or a gamer X this week. And you know, she, I was having dinner with her and she was like, you know, um, what I really hope you'll find in, uh, um, you know, the host, whoever you end up choosing, is like somebody that just likes to have fun. Like, I fell in love with Isometric because of like hand turkeys and talking about <laughs> feminism and all of that. And like, that's what I listen to the show for. So, like, find somebody that will do lots of that. That is helpful information is to helpful have, information, you know? Yeah, like, because sure. we're just shooting stuff in the dark. I don't give a frack. Like, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to bring somebody on the show. It's like, hey, I like your dress. That's a good dress. Come be on. I like, don't think I will. That's my executive leadership style. So give us feedback and help me avoid making a terrible, terrible mistake. Bree, where do people go to give you that feedback? Do they do that on Twitter or, or email? Or Well, the Twitter machine is great. But, you know, if yeah. you're like, oh, Brianna chick, I don't like her. Like, you know, like writing that on Twitter, like maybe open format is not the best way to you know give people completely open feedback. So you can uh, write the show. That's in our show notes. Um, Steve, do we have an easy email account? Yeah, feedback at, feedback at isometricshow.com. Yeah, you know, or just look up my address that's on 4chan and just come to my house. <laughs> like, just Don't go do there. That. Yeah. <laughs> just come to my house. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, that'll give a, Frank a good way to test out his Hanukkah flamethrower. So that'll be good. <laughs> uh, and, Georgia, where can people find you on the uh, on the interwebs? You can find me. It's at on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety or difficulty with sleeping, we have some videos. It's anxiety-videos.com. So thank you for listening. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this show. And isometric workers transform and roll out. (laughs) (laughs) 